Hello and welcome to Unreal. I'm Grayson. I'm Elijah. And we sound great because we are running through studio mics. Yes, we're actually at the Warner Brothers lot right now. We are. Live to bring you guys this next episode. They are bankrupt. (laughs) That's why we're here. (laughs) They're desperate. They're desperate. They diversify their folder. We're their next next up and coming IP. Yeah. (laughs) We'll talk about the movies we watched this week. A very special movie, Past Lives. We did talk about Past Lives. Um, Beautiful movie. Gorgeous movie. We had a little aside about Stephen King movies. Uh, We do need to have a broader episode on that. We will, because oh, I'm yeah. a Stephen King fanatic. And, yeah, there's a lot to talk about yeah. there. Yeah, great. Um, and what else did we talk about? A little film news. The Flash. The superhero Flash, movies. Superhero movies. Hot the or age, not. The age, of the, the age of superhero movies. Yeah. Rubber. The CGI. Fall, yeah. Looks bad. But, um, yeah. Hope you guys enjoy this episode. I hope so, too. And, uh, yeah. Hello. 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 Do we sound different? It's studio quality. <laughs> yeah, we're, this is your living room looks a little different. To be honest, yeah. <laughs> I've really renovated. A yeah, lot. I know you're moving, but like I didn't know you meant like ah, like this. Yeah, <laughs> I've really overhauled everything. You did kitchen's <laughs> over here. I love the dining room over here. Uh, no bathroom. Though, so. No bathroom. Uh, I'll just have to hold it. Ah, just kidding. We are in. <laughs> <laughs> we are in a studio. We're at we're at the University of North Texas. It's official. It's official. Yeah. We made it. We've made it. We now we get got sponsors. We have merch coming out. There's two whole mics. <laughs> yeah, two of them. Two whole mics instead of one. Yeah. And we're learning a lot. <laughs> we learned a lot today just walking yeah. in here. We're yeah. swimming in the deep end. We're swimming. We're recording. We're like professionals. I know. It's almost Some like, of us more than others. So, mm, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not throwing names out there. Well, I can think of one. Go ahead. Go ahead. Mm, Lige. Uh, Gray. I don't like that. Grayson? <laughs> well, there's someone here who works here, so I thought you were calling oh, them out. No, that I sounded you. shitty. <laughs> That's not what you meant. Um, That's not what you meant. Okay. But, yeah, so we're in a, we're in a recording studio kind of thing. Yeah. That's what it is, right? Yeah. Um, it is. Our friend Aaron G hooked us up with our best a fantastic friend, opportunity. Aaron G. Aaron Garcia. Aaron. Can we give a big Aaron shout the out? Aaron God. No one... I know is more supportive than Aaron like sweetheart we told him yeah we're thinking about recording and like this is months out from us recording and <laughs> he just keeps going have y'all done it yet what are y'all gonna record when can I be on he was very excited for just us to do this. yeah so supportive so sweet and uh after a couple episodes he was like y'all have to get with my friend Dean and mm-hmm. record and make it happen and do our thing what? here we are and another shout out to this studio who is who are letting us use the studio yeah. and record like for, for free. free oh my gosh this I is can't amazing even, yeah it's really amazing it's incredible opportunity so if the audio quality is better than normal that's why uh less white noise in the background because we're in a real place yeah everything's yeah. I think just padded balls and yeah acoustics um yeah. if you guys actually hate this audio let us know message yeah. us and we will go back to recording on the streets yeah <laughs> 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 on the streets that that is basically what we're doing um, um but yeah this is this is weird but not in like a weird weird it's way it's surreal just, yeah yeah because there's cameras and lights yeah they're not on because we're just an audio only yeah. podcast but it feels professional. I'm excited about it. I'm excited about Me this too. new chapter. Me too. Which means we are also shifting gears to 
bring you a more cohesive experience. No more laughing. No more fun. Um, okay, so... Okay, so do you want to get into this? Yeah, you we are a film podcast. You know that. Yeah, so we should is, talk about films probably. This is our third episode. Fourth. Oh, this is our fourth episode. Yeah, fourth episode. You know what they say? Fourth time's the charm. You know what they say? Four in a hole. We should say that every episode. <laughs> Fifth time's the charm. <laughs> Sixth time's the charm. Maybe we'll hit our groove. Yeah. You, know? you know, maybe next time when and it's a sixth time we have a guest in mm-hmm. the studio, it'll like be you know two worlds colliding. Two worlds. Two worlds. Colli- when worlds song. collide. <laughs> Do you remember that? No. <laughs> the SpongeBob. Yes. Yes. <laughs> when so worlds fun. collide. I don't know the rest um, of it. Um. Okay. Let's just jump into it. It's, we don't have a guest this week. It's just us. Our guest is you, dear Our listener. Our guest is the studio. And this, this <laughs> the studio. Between two ferns, but those ferns are over there. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, there are two ferns over there. That's crazy. That's cute. Um, cool. Okay, yeah, let's, cool. Get, let's get started. Yeah. Okay, so. Sorry, it's a little awkward because like it's a, it's a little intimidating to be in this environment. Well, speak for yourself. Okay, you know what? This was natural you. for me. No, you don't. Look at you. You're like half... <laughs> I'm posted up. I'm keeping the right distance to the mic. I'm unlike someone. To. I'm trying to. <laughs> You're so animated. I, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's what I love about you. Ah. ah. Okay, so, movies. <clears throat> movies. You watch any movies this week? Actually, I watch more than you, which never happens, I feel like. No, oh, you usually watch more on the, than on me. on the Instagram. Brandon. Um, no way. Yeah. I, um, I... Did watch less films this week than normal. I watched only three. Um, Are you gonna go, for it? go ahead. And it was just a busy week. Speak your mind. There's a lot going on. Go on, King. Um, yeah, I, I guess I'll, I'll start. So I'll, I'll say what I haven't seen yet, okay? And then I'll say if I have seen it. Well, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Across the Spider-Verse. Yeah, and I'm a little heartbroken about that. I am maybe the second biggest Spider-Man fan I know, besides like Russell, maybe. Um, and to not have seen this movie yet is has just been killing me it's like In pulling teeth with all your friends it's i know great. i was out of town when it dropped and then um i am waiting on my beautiful wonderful supportive partner katie to go see the next one so but tomorrow. she hadn't seen maybe tomorrow she hadn't seen into the spider-verse so um I kind of felt like we needed to watch that first. It's no, kind of you important. probably had to. Yeah, you probably. probably. Had to. So we're gonna go see the second one together soon. Speaking of, I have now rewatched Into the Spider Verse. That's one of my movies of the week, and oh my god, it holds up. It's so good. The art style was so groundbreaking. Now everything wants to look like it and be it, and yeah. for good reason. Yeah, no, exactly. everything that tries to imitate it, Puss in Boots, the new TMNT that's coming out. Yeah, amazing. You know what I mean? Um, as someone who has seen the new spider-man mm-hmm. the animation level increases like tenfold oh yeah like it's phenomenal i've seen some clips from, working, from working it yeah. and it's so <clears throat> kinetic the way that it, it flies by and the way that they change colors and backgrounds and everything it's so good they made this one and the other one back to back the other one's already like done it's in post-production Post, part three i guess part post three pro- yeah part three and it's it's very that is wild to me. Can you imagine the studio crunch that they had? Those animators probably. Well, I think COVID also helped too. That a lot of times you get this stuff done. Whoa, yeah. I didn't even think about how Into the Spider Verse. That was pre-COVID. That was twenty. Wow. Twenty nineteen. Twenty eighteen. I think you're right. Yeah, I think twenty eighteen. Letterbox maybe nineteen. That's crazy. No, but I'm pretty sure. What year are we in? That's that's. Uh, we're in twenty forty four. That's. <laughs> 
intense. Uh, <laughs> Into the Spider-Verse came out in 2018. Wow. Okay, so it's been a while. And then it came out in 2023. How many years is that, Grayson? Five. That's crazy. That is crazy. The first one changed everything. It like changed everything. animation. It changed the animation. It really did. They realized that for so long, the pursuit of animation, Western animation specifically, like if you look at Illumination and a lot of the problems with their animation is that they spend so much time and effort trying to get it to be as smooth as possible, as glossy as possible, mm -hmm. as real. But you don't want to see a minion as real and glossy and smooth as possible. You know what I mean? That's, that's the disconnect. What these animators realized is that if you actually slow down the frame rate and you have less frames, it creates more opportunity for choppy, kinetic, you know, impactful animation. I actually think it's really brilliant. Mm -hmm. And and it works really well for action properties, adaptations like TMNT, like Spider-Man, you know, they look great. Uh, the Puss in Boots shows that you can actually have a sharper, more, you know, fluid animation feeling, even with the same effect. It's really interesting. Very interesting. Very, very interesting. You Grayson's an animator? I'm not an animator, <laughs> but in another life, I definitely pursued that. Some people at work could be animators. People just be drawing shit all the time. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm kind of, I'm okay at drawing. I go back and forth. You haven't drawn on the wall yet. I haven't drawn on the wall. I'm intimidated. Do it know. because it's going to fill up and you never leave your market at Alamo. For context, uh, where we work, um, just painted the break room and uh, we employees had the opportunity to throw up whatever, you know, art, tags, whatever, as long as it didn't have like profanities or anything. And I really want to do a big, awesome Donkey Kong. <laughs> and I just haven't because I want to do him justice. That's fair, but yeah. you better do it soon because you're running out of space. I want, I want to make him smoke a smoke a J a little bit, yeah. maybe. As a, as a banana. As a banana. So yeah. it's not too... Like, yeah. The, the, the listeners know, and then we know. But yeah. the management, stupid. Yeah, they, 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 don't don't know. Know. they don't know. <laughs> I'm just kidding, Jordan. If you listen to this, I love you. <laughs> 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 With Jarek, everybody. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so great movie. Fantastic. Yeah. Into the Spider-Verse. It's so emotionally Okay, you know there. what's funny is... I rewatched it before mm -hmm. the Across the Spider Verse. Yeah. Um, I really, I never finished it. Really? I, there's the, the last half. I think I fell asleep when I watched it the first time. So I was like, How? I don't remember any How? of this. It's not a sleepy movie. I, think I watched you know? it was like really late. It's it feels okay. The movie. This, this is gonna sound weird, but the movie that came to mind while I was watching it was Whiplash. Oh. The way that the music drives yeah. each yeah. scene, you know, it does like or like to a lesser extent, maybe Baby Driver, where it's that, got this kind of rhythm there's a lot of drums like jazz drums in the background and then it slips in some hip-hop productions some sure, 808s sure. and stuff and it really pulls it together it's really cool yeah yeah i was trying to think of, <laughs> i was gonna say something and i was like wait it just you just said what i was gonna think but yes the music in there is probably like one of the best scores oh yeah that i've heard in a long time oh yeah for any movie and uh and from what i've heard you know across the spider-verse even better Mm -hmm. Yeah, really it's steps it up in every way. Yeah. Um, everyone's got their own little theme, and they're so yeah. like they're just distinctive, but also cohesive. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And here, when the ending, mm -hmm. I'm not gonna spoil it, mm -hmm. but when it comes to the music, if you listen very closely, you'll see how all the characters' mm -hmm. theme song. It's it's really cool. It's really cool. I did hear um, one cool thing is that uh, from working the movie. Uh, there's a certain character, Miguel O'Hara, 
mm-hmm. right? Spider-Man 2099, who has a really unique and like iconic, already iconic um, theme song, sort of. That's like <laughs> that, like yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you can't really mimic it because <laughs> it's apparently an elephant. That's interesting. I they distorted know. an elephant call. Hmm. 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 <laughs> That's neat. That it's very creative. I shouldn't even know that. What I think is cool is I that, like, that. these films, even though they're big, you know, kind of studio and and um, corporate-influenced things, right, mm. there's still, like, these these major intersections of creativity on the sound front, on the visual front, on the, on the narrative front. Um, they just cover so much new ground, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Something amazing is happening tonight. Asteroid City. Yeah, yeah. We're moving. Yeah, we're yeah we're moving to Asteroid City. Um, I'm really excited. No, I'm very excited. Oh, Wessie boy. That. Huh? Oh, Wessie boy. Oh yeah. Oh, Wessie Andy. Wessie Andy. He's uh. We're from Texas. We're broadcasting live from Texas, and yep. so is Wes Anderson. He's here right now. Come on yeah, out. <laughs> come on out. Special guest on the pod, Wes Is it Anderson. Wesley Anderson? I don't think so. Westerson? What's his real Maybe name? Maybe it's, uh, well, I think it's just Wes. That's his principal. Uh, yeah. But, you know, I am notoriously very behind on my Wes film. Yeah, you haven't seen very much. <laughs> and frankly, if you want to sit down, you meet Cam, I'm sure Cam's down for it, and just watch all of them that you haven't seen in like one 10, 12 hour sitting. We could do that. We could do it. I mean, like even his weakest film, which is probably. You think it's Isle of the Dogs? I think it's Isle of the Dogs. That's my least favorite. I don't think it's his weakest. I think his weakest is either Zisu, which aesthetically is a triumph, but narratively is kind of me. Um, it's either that or Bottle Rocket. Bottle Rocket's very formative, but I have a lot of love for it because it feels just so. They're just doing it, man. You know, that you can feel... On, I think that's on Max. It's got no budget. It's got just no budget at all. It is on Max, I, I believe. I think, yeah. Um, and and you can watch their short his short film, uh, Bottle Rocket, that he adapted oh, into the broader. Cool. And the short film was actually shot in uh, black and white, which okay. is really cool. Um, anyways. Uh, it was also shot in Texas. Asteroid City looks mm-hmm. beautiful. Amazing. The color scheme for it, this like sunburnt, sunbleached, like 50 style, set you know. Design. The set design's amazing. Um, and and I, I've talked about it before, probably on this podcast. I think so. That the trailer is, we, we've, we've talked before about the art of trailer making and editing and cutting that together. Not and that podcast. is, no, not on the podcast. Well, you know, we're not. We can get into it one day. I don't know too much about it. As just an art form, yeah. just from our perspective, but I do know that it is an art form. Just by the mere fact that if I, if you watch that trailer, Asteroid City trailer, the way it's slapped together, that sounds bad. Not slapped <laughs> together, the way it is artfully slapped together, <laughs> as one would an artful burger. It's beautiful. It's got everything you need: the lettuce, sure. tomato, mayo, <clears throat> buns, pickles, avocado, and we can't bacon. forget the patty. Oh, yeah. And yeah. the patty it's, is Wes Anderson himself. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> I'm hungry. Um, uh, yeah, so that's what... Sorry, I went way too into the yeah, burger train. We haven't eaten today. All we have is mm. coffee. Yeah. Um, okay, so great Spider-Man movies. I watched a, a little mm-hmm. more than normal, but I'll, I'll go through all of them because I don't okay. think they're all worth going into. Okay. Um, I'll just cover two, mm-hmm. and then we'll go into the one that we saw together. Yes. That we will get into. I do have one that I want to talk about. 
Kyle Before. Weir. The yeah, the oh. other one that I watched this week. I have a soft spot for that movie. Me too. Uh, we'll go into it in a second. Okay. <clears throat> a couple of movies. I saw The Boogeyman, mm-hmm. the new one. Yeah. That was good. Yeah. I liked it. I haven't seen it yet. Chris Messina, I love. And that mo- he's totally, yeah, he's Dolphy. Dolphin it up. Dolphed up. Yeah. Dad mode. Literally. He's got a beard. He's Two rocking a beard in that. Two daughters. Turn on. Well, <laughs> that's a really weird <laughs> thing to say. I meant the beard. Oh. <laughs> Me too. You meant because he's a dad. Sure. Yeah. I mean, yes. That's what I actually said. Actually, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Chris Messina. Chris Messina. Beautiful. He had one of my favorite bits in Air. Um, he was so funny in Air. But yeah, lead us into Boogeyman. Tell uh, us a little about it. I saw him kiss a man on a TV show, and I was going to send a link in the group chat, and I was like, you know what? It's three in the morning. I probably... <laughs> I can't believe you didn't. You're holding out. I'll send it to you. That's fucked up. I'll send it to you. Okay, good. Yeah, we want it right now. Right now. <laughs> Live erotic reading. <laughs> we <laughs> cut in the audio of, of just <laughs> smooches. <laughs> um, that's not what I wanted to get into, but I saw that one. Right. Well, um, I, I'm curious, like, because I haven't seen it, and the lighting in oh, the, the trailer, great. it's great. They roll this like light orb. It's like a nightlight. You can buy that anywhere. Yeah, but I just the, it looked so cool, and I was like, the way that they play with it, arcing it under the bed, just really cool. What I was like, this movie's gonna be for cool. Lighting. There's just there's just one scene that I really liked. Mm-hmm. Um, She's in a therapist's room, mm. and so she's afraid of the dark because the boogeyman would be like, oh, right. it's not real. So they have they bring up this giant cube, and it's red. And it, every like I think like every couple seconds, it like it's less like darker and darker to try to prove Whoa. like there's nothing in the dark. Right. But it's like a giant red thing. Yeah. So like every click, it gets darker, like wow. dimmer. But it's the red light, and you see the boogeyman kind of like in the corner. Oh no! But like um, that, that was really intense. interesting. I've never seen that before. Like ever, like a therapist bringing yeah. out a cube of light and being like, all right. We're just gonna. It's an interesting way to play with the mechanics of the creature yeah. in the film and lighting. I've heard it's very different from the King short story. Yes, but uh, King likes this one though. He does. Okay, that's good. Yes, uh, it looked uh, pretty creepy from what I saw. Yeah. So as yeah, it was good. It's yeah. good. It's a, it's a better Stephen King movie than most of his recent ones have been adapt- adapted. That's good. Um, Firestarter. I haven't seen it, oh. but wherever oh. it was there. Oh, I saw. But I have it. a soft spot for the old <laughs> '90s Drew Barrymore, the '80s Drew Barrymore oh, yeah. one. See, I haven't seen that one, but it's got Michael Irons and, um, and Martin Sheen. Really? I think he's the president. No. Interesting. Oh, no, that's that's Michael Irons. I think that you're talking about. No. Yeah, maybe. No. Oh, Martin Sheen is in Dead Dead Zone. Dead Dead Zone. With Christopher Walken. With Christopher Walken, I was gonna love say, that, that movie. Yeah. Yes, that's a good one. Yes, I've seen most of that movie. I haven't seen all of it. We're good. We're done. Here. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. No, it's a good movie. It's a movie. I love it. I mm-hmm. love Stephen King movies because those movies to me feel really homey. Yeah. Because they're always based in like small towns. I grew up on them too. I mean, I think grow, it's, you grew up on it's them? such a ubiquitous or ubiquitous. Yeah, I would say it's a universal experience for children to be absolutely scarred by the sister in Pet Cemetery. It just you just have to be. Yeah. Uh, it, it, I had nightmares about that, and I didn't have nightmares as a comfort kid, watch like, ever. Yeah, <laughs> it kind of is now because of that. Like. It's interesting how you kind of grow up with King and it scares you so bad. And then you can retroactively like look at it and it brings up a sense of nostalgia because you're growing, you know. What's your favorite Stephen King adaptation? Oh, oh, oh. Um, I've seen the old TV versions of it and I have a soft spot for that too just mm-hmm. because Tim Curry's so good in it. Love Tim Curry. But, oh, I don't know. And Pet Cemetery's classic. 
Um, I can tell you my least favorite is definitely, and most overrated, is definitely Children of the Corn. You think it's overrated? Oh, wildly so. It's not scary. It's weird. I think it's one of, like... That the- kid, Malachi. Malachi. And then he pulls out a knife, and he's like, Malachi. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's one of the most, like, universally, like, panned. Really? Yeah, it's got like super low ratings on Letterboxd. Growing up, all I've ever heard is how good it is. You know, maybe well, that's I thought for my so family. too when I was a kid. Because I thought that you know, me as a kid, like this could be me. But then when you're older, you get like if you look at it, people just like this movie fucking sucks. Yeah. So I think that's always been the consensus. We were just like, oh yeah. I so I I didn't see Dark Tower when that came out. So I that's probably his actual worst. Um, what else oh, with seen? Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. Oh, obviously favorite. There's there's one right answer. What is it? The Shining, right? Oh, basic. I don't even think of that as a king, or Carrie. I do I love know. Carrie. I read there's the book. There's so many good ones. My and favorite. You know what's crazy? I've never read a single word of of Stephen King. Really? I got into word. I got into it during COVID. I read like, I read I tried mm-hmm. to read the like an hour a day, mm-hmm. and um I got through um I got through, I got through this first like four or five. Mm. So I read Carrie, Salem's Lot. Uh, there's no it, mm-hmm. Cujo, Cujo, uh, and I have good. a short story collection of his. One of those. You read it? That's a that's a big haul. Okay, to finish it. That's from the that's where I stopped. Right. <laughs> I um. Have you? There's so many adaptations. Have My, you seen 1408? Yes, with I love 1408. Yes, that's, that's a really good one. I, John I remember. I remember watching that. Um, for mm-hmm. some reason, it was on like my my parents' DVR. Oh, weird. And I remember being sick one day in my parents' bed, and I was like young, obviously. It's pretty intense. And I watched it in their bed, just like curled up in like my parents' king size bed, and I was a little ten year old, just chilling. And it just made me feel so cozy, even though the movie's about you're a freak. Thank you. Yeah, I guess you never get. Oh, some... Stand by Me. I, you you don't think of King don't as think doing King. Stand by He Stand by Me because it's not horror. You know, it's just it's a beautiful story. I have never seen Stand by Me. It's it's really good. I, I think you would love it. Do. I want to see it, but my favorite Stephen King is one that I think a lot of people have seen. Um, Silver Bullet. I've never even heard of it. Love it. Love this movie. Really? Um, Silver Bullet. It is ninety-five minutes. It's a werewolf movie. Oh, I but, love werewolves. But it's really interesting because okay, so when I used to work for Amazon, mm-hmm. shoot me, I would drive around a lot, and um, I would drive around Amazon mm-hmm. a lot, and. I <laughs> and um, so I had listened to like try mm-hmm. different things. Music would get kind of tiring sometimes, right? So um, I, l- I got into a Stephen King podcast. Oh, called the King Cast. The King Cast. Yes, uh, I got super overwhelming because mm-hmm. the episodes were like, super long. The kid I got behind and right, like so, ours. Yeah, ours is <laughs> sixteen episodes too long. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but there is an episode about it with Kumail. Really? I think that's not the one he did, though, but he was on the podcast, mm-hmm. too, and I love Kumail. As we, as we talked about, right. our Kumail love. Nanjiani. It's based off a short story called Cycles of the Wolf, I think, which I do own. Huh. It's like 70, 60 pages. It's not long at all. Huh. It's like a novella. That's what it is, technically. I love a novella. But it takes place like um, once a month for like a year. Mm. And it's just interesting how like the story is not really about the werewolf, but about the people right. in the town. And it's kind of like who could be the werewolf, like, because it attacks like a pregnant woman, it attacks like a drunk Damn. person, like all this stuff, and it ends up being spoilers. Ah, go ahead. The priest is the werewolf, of course. Classic, gotta be. You know, Stephen King has a yeah. thing for that. 
but like you don't I mean you kind of know but it's kind of like yeah it's, it's very it's very like nuanced in a way but I there's kind of a mystery element yeah. in it. but it's got Gary Busey in it oh. it's got Corey it's one of the Corey it's not Corey Feldman is it Corey Ham? younger uh, Corey. younger Corey Corey Haim Corey he Hame. is a wheelchair boy interesting but, way to phrase that <laughs> <laughs> he's a wheelchair boy, a wheelchair boy. <laughs> but look at this sick ass poster though Oh, that looks. That actually looks tight. I, I would say give it a watch. Um, I mm. love it. I can tell you one not to watch. What? Secret Window. With Johnny Depp. Yes, I've seen it. It is mid city. Don't it's, watch. It's honestly pretty bad. Thinner. Have you seen Thinner? Oh, ooh. I haven't seen it. I know what it's about. Yeah, it's very problematic. But uh, Secret Window is where I something clicked for me, and I realized that Stephen King is terrified, terrified of corn. He thinks corn is the scariest thing in the world. It's not, I'm not wrong. Corn? <laughs> <laughs> the band? Yeah, the band. No. <laughs> the strangely enough, not the band, which is kind of scary a little bit. Uh, <laughs> I've never heard of corn. <laughs> like, um, no, he. It, for some reason, he just loves corn as an image, and I don't know why. Like it's. I mean, I get like. You know, rural America, Americana, corn, whatever. Mm-hmm. But for some oh, reason, that's something. he does like Children of the Corn. He does like, uh, uh, I think the Blades of Grass one has a bunch of corn in it. In the tall grass. Yeah, in the tall grass. Yeah. Uh, Secret Window at the end is like really obsessed with the corn man and him like planting corn. I don't I mean, know. Maybe it's why. a good idea. It's like, it's very Americana, like crops, fields. Yeah, farms. I just can't figure out. It doesn't feel cohesive. That's crazy. Hmm. We got sidetracked. We did as yeah. much as the, I think we should do a Stephen King episode because we I, should. I could I could deep dive. Yeah, we could do research. Oh yeah, we could do that. We could and we, we could like um, I'll put that in the notes. Watch like some of the big ones. You haven't seen Stand by Me. I, I haven't, haven't seen, seen Misery. It. You haven't seen Misery. I haven't seen Misery. I own Misery. Yeah, I, I love Kathy Bates a though. A lot of his films. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Anyway, Stephen King. Perfect. I love you. What's the What's the other one that you watched this week? You the other one that I want to get into is The Comfort of Strangers. Paul Schrader. Have you heard of it? Ever ever heard of, ever heard of him? Paul heard of Paul Schrader. Schrader before? Paul Schrader. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. I was like, the name is so I confused familiar. Him. Who is that? Um, so this mm-hmm. is the last film I needed to watch for mm-hmm. the erotic uh, thriller. Okay. In the Criterion. Mm-hmm. But this is the only one that's in the Criterion collection, I believe. So I bought mm-hmm. it. So I have the DVD if you want to borrow it. Um, it is, it was a book first. It's got a great cast. Christopher Walken, Helen Mirren. Natasha Richardson, Rupert mm-hmm. Everett, like great cast. Um, but technically it's about like this British couple who takes like their second trip to Italy and they get coerced by this couple and consequences ensue. Oh, I did see um, the, I did see that in the Criterion channel. Yeah. And I think I watched the trailer or something. I was, I was interested in that because yeah. it was Paul Schrader. Yeah, yeah. I didn't recognize the title off the top. But um, I liked it. I wouldn't say it's my favorite thing that I've seen, but I, it mm-hmm. was interesting enough for me to be like, but I would have to watch it again. Do you know if he wrote that one? I think he wrote and directed it. Well, he also, it's based off a book, so he might have done the screenplay. He might have adapted it. He, it's not listed as a writing credit now that I'm looking at it. But the definitely a director. I love the poster for this. It's beautiful. Which one do you have there? This one? I have this one. Oh, that's nice. 
This I have the video. the default is is very. Pretty. The, I know the, the posters are really good for this. Yeah, I might watch this just because of the poster. I love judging a book by its cover. Me too. A movie posters. By its poster. Posters can sell anything. Yeah, for oh, me yeah. personally. And lately, the art of posters has been so bad. That's something yeah. we could talk about too. We can talk about that later. The floating heads, but everybody talks about that. Yeah, you know? we can talk about something else. Yeah, um, he's his, he has a new movie out. The Master Gardener. Master Gardener. I, I want to see that. Uh, it's about like a Nazi. He's a Nazi. I think so. And he, I'm uh, kind of tired of Nazis. I, I that's a hot take. No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no like, You don't like Nazis? What? <laughs> <laughs> like Nazis and like. You're saying like stories. I feel like a lot of stories mm-hmm. rely on like secret. Mm-hmm. He was a Nazi. Whoa. Oh my God. Yeah. I feel like that can be overplayed. Well, yeah, and in this, it's his second greatest crime. His first is being named Narvel. Narvel. Was that? Is that? Did you make that up? Was that literally? That's his name. That's his character's name. Is Narvel <laughs> Roth. Now, yeah, he plays, from what I understand, a former neo-Nazi who mm-hmm. now tends to gardens to like as a way to cultivate life rather than destroy it. That's what I understand. And uh, but it becomes kind of a thriller because he has to take care of this. Um, younger black girl who then like other neo-nazis i in my mind i think about green room that's yeah. my favorite like kill neo-nazis movie yeah. so sick yeah. so cool and rest in peace to uh um anton yelchin oh yeah oh, gone too soon no that was crazy that w- that was crazy that headline i didn't even believe he was one of my favorites him in fright night the remake oh, with, with colin, colin farrell oh my god gay awakening yeah no for real for real we should yeah. watch that not nah, together we should <laughs> <laughs> No, but I, I feel like I haven't seen enough Paul Schrader stuff. I haven't either. I've seen First Reformed. Um, I haven't seen First Reformed. That's all I've, I've seen. I know I it's, I know it's yeah. like amazing. It's a lot of people's favorite movie. Um, it's not my favorite movie. I want to see Mishima. I want to see American Gigolo. Yeah, The Last Temptation of Christ. I've heard yeah, I've even Blue two. Collar is great. Oh, stupid. The one I just said. Ow. Don't call me stupid. Not you. No, I know. Oh, Mishima, I heard about that one. I heard that one's really good. Yeah, Mishima, That's actually, in Criterion, too. Yeah, Mishima was a um, super repressed gay Japanese watching. man. We're watching yeah. this. Yeah, although he became a fascist in response to his repression. And so people really study him because he wrote all these, like, manifestos towards, mm-hmm. like, hyper-masculinity and nationalism in Japan and how to spirit, be a spiritual masculine person or whatever, right? For sure. And uh, but it's just kind of well known that he was just straight up like gay, which is you know, aren't we all? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Um, okay, that's a, yeah. Come on, strangers, give it a watch. It's I like will. an hour forty. Uh, it's not really a thriller. Mm. It is very erotic. Mm. Um, nice, but it's been kind of like mixed. Uh, yeah, it was good. Mm. It was my favorite, but I did mm. like it. And when I watched it, it felt like a comfort movie to me. Okay. Because like the score was really pretty, the visuals like were that. pretty, and it's all um, about like seduction. Seduction, and, yeah, yeah. Um, but huh. I give it a shot. I want to see what you think about it eventually, right? Because Grayson has hot takes. If you guys haven't known this by now, yeah, but, but they're all correct. So well, that's why I said hot takes, not correct takes. Well, okay, <laughs> <laughs> baby out with the bathwater, whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I'll talk about. Here's a hot take. Okay, Go ahead. I watched another movie. Go ahead. And did it's I give it three stars? Yes. Is that the highest score? No. But is it a movie that we? I think we both have a soft spot for. Mm-hmm. Great movie. Um, Ang Lee, amazing director. He directed this amazing story about repression, about masculinity, about how um, machismo culture and feelings of gender performance actually 
uh, destroy, you know, lives and livelihoods. And am I talking about Brokeback Mountain? No. I'm Life talking of Pi. about no, no, 2003. <laughs> Circle back. Was it 2003? Yeah. Hulk. Oh, no, was it really? Yeah. Oh, I'm talking about the Hulk. Damn. Not Brokeback Mountain. What? Got you. <laughs> <laughs> What's weird about Hulk is that it's pretty panned. Um, people hate it as an adaptation and as a film in its own right. But I think I think it's it, it really does deserve to be re reappraised because it's a really beautiful story. Uh, the narrative is is pretty strong. It has some really weird decisions. I think uh, it holds up better than the 2006 one. The 2006 one, the Hulk looks really good. The Edward Norton one. Yeah, but the movie itself is bad, and a lot of the the um, the way that like things look rubbery just because they aren't impacting with real environments. That's what this movie did really well, is that you have the Hulk is, is they're, they're smashing like wrecking balls through walls and then putting the Hulk over it. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And, and detonating charges and there's real explosivity to it and an impact and it gives him so much weight. And even though he's this big rubbery hunk, like he's still like, he's hitting shit, you know? It's the Hulk, you know? Is, is that, what's his name? Eric? Eric Bana, right? Eric Bana, yeah, Urbana. Yeah. Uh, he was in Troy. He's not a great actor, no. but I feel like he's pretty good in this. Um, a lot of the editing is unhinged, and now that is not necessarily a bad thing. Um, sometimes it's brilliant, but <laughs> they will cut like seven times in a dialogue scene. It's like why? <laughs> but sometimes they'll like bring in like the frames and like panels and make yeah. it look like a a. Um, an actual comic page, which is really cool. I That's like that. Really I like when comic book movies mm-hmm. kind of reflect yeah. like, the, the the medium that they're adapting. Yeah. I That's agree. There's not enough so of that. Spider yeah. Is a very good movie, yeah. Oh yeah, and and it's one of the most as far as live action goes. It's probably the most comic booky um, to its benefit. I love the part where there's these giant Hulk dogs that look like something out of Son of the Mask, and he grabs uh, this big like pit bull, and he and he it bites him in the crotch, and he punches Comedy. it in the crotch, and then throws it against a tree, and it's played completely serious. There's not a hint of comedy in it. <laughs> it's really funny. Um, uh, that's another movie for your list. Uh, there's male ass in that. True. Yeah. So True. he's butt ass naked. Um, I that's why I like the Hulk. He's always yeah. naked. Yeah. Um, okay. So that was that was one. Yeah. Good movie. Good underrated. Movie. Underrated. Um, universally panned. Yeah. But <laughs> I do have a soft spot for Loved it. by some, hated by many. I remember I have this really distinct memory of watching that movie, which is not for kids. Um, it's very adult. I think I saw it in theaters with my parents. That's weird. I, I think, I think when you use, like, oh, it's the Hulk. Yeah. Like, kids movie. Not like yeah, kids movie, exactly. like superheroes, you know what I mean? I saw it in daycare. They put it on in daycare, and I'm I remember sure watching it there. It's very weird. <laughs> yeah. I'm saying, because his, his, his butt, you know, whatever. Not Anyways. Gay. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, okay. Okay. So, I guess our final thing. Oh. Not the final thing of the day, but I mean... Before the movie news, yeah, this is gonna get a little hot and not hot and heavy again. Damn it, well, a little, a little heavy, definitely. Yeah, emotionally. Yeah, emotionalistically. Yeah, spiritualistically. Spiritual emotionalistically. Relationshiplistically. We gotta stop. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Um, we saw past lives. We did yesterday. 
which was last well, technically it was tuesday no. I don't know if I'm ready to talk about it. Was it was not Tuesday. It was Monday. Monday. Yeah. Yeah, it was Monday. I don't know if I'm ready to talk about it. It was it was a lot. That's the end of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we saw it with Cambria, mm-hmm. lovely Cam, who you guys know from last episode. Mm-hmm. And then we saw it with your wonderful, wonderful partner, Katie. Supportive, beautiful, Love amazing. her. Love her. Mm-hmm. Um, I've wanted to see this movie for a long time. Me too. And I remember hearing about it a long time ago mm-hmm. when I was... I'm not saying I'm, I'm into like the festival circuit, but right. I'm into the festival circuit. Like right. I like to do my research and I like to see what's coming out and of like course. make a watch list and stuff. And I remember hearing about that and early reviews were like best movie of the decade, best movie of the year. And I was right. like, uh, hey, no way. You know, you know, people say that about almost every movie sometimes. And it's a debut. It can't yeah. be. It can't possibly be. And it started getting closer and mm-hmm. I was like, wow, this movie is just getting mm-hmm. so much praise. Not a single ounce of hate. Yeah. And then... This is the, one of the movies me and Cambria wanted to watch for our Sundance screening. For Sundance, but okay. it wasn't available online Ugh. for some reason. Disgusting. I guess it was just so good. They had well, to, but yeah, I mean, it's a good thing if anything because you, you can see it on the big screen for yeah, the first time for sure. Um, but yeah, no, Past mm-hmm. Lives. What a movie! What a movie! What a movie! I wouldn't have thought of it. I wouldn't have penned it or pinned it as a. Uh, that's a big screen movie. Yeah, no, because you really This really is don't. absolutely maybe the best looking film of the year, if not the decade so far. Um, the cinematography is just unbelievably beautiful. There's so many shots that I'm like, what? What? Like sunlight just pouring through a window that just blow me away. I'm a sucker for a window pane where it's like mm. curtains ruffling, mm-hmm. you know, give me that nice like atmosphere setting. Yeah. Like here's this quiet scenic room you know one of the things that stuck out to me of the shots was mm. when they were at their writer's retreat farm thing mm. and they're walking in the tree and it has the lights and the oh, sunset yeah. and the table yes that shot was really gorgeous to and me. and then when they're sitting at night and it's dark and then there's just the light bulbs yeah wow. um, yeah my favorite shot i think was it was something really mm-hmm. simple but the way it was shot was the way i loved it so much it was the rain scene Yes, because it was like a puddle on the floor, and like people just walked past. No one mm-hmm. stepped in it, mm-hmm. which is because most people they step mm-hmm. in it, like, transition. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it's like it, you just watch the puddle, and people walk by in New York. Yeah, and then it transitions away into like the swamp. And I love when a puddle is so reflective that you it was clear. It's crisp. like yeah, and it's I like swim. It's like a it's like a mirror too. It's just beautiful. I think. Uh, you know, it, it's not just the best looking, but but narrative wise and performance wise and soundtrack wise, everything is oh, there. The score are very poignant and very yeah. Uh, who's the who's the writer director? Celine Song debut just debut For amazing. Both. That's crazy. And everybody involved brought their A game. It's it's a beautiful beautiful story, and it's focused so much on kind of two concepts. You know, it's got two romances at its heart. Yeah. Um, one of them should be your kind of lead romance story but it's kind of brushed over to give you this other story that could also be one where it's like this decade spanning romance of like will they won't they mm-hmm. like they belong together the serendipity they explore this idea without too many like no too many spoilers of Inyun mm-hmm. you know uh, that there's fate in a way that if that is tied into past lives and that's what's at the core of you know it's why it's the title and I don't think we'll talk about the ending necessarily, but I think the, the ending was probably one of the strongest parts. It was amazing. The way that they, I should have seen it coming. The way that they discuss the core concept of the film. I didn't, 
I didn't see it coming. It's beautiful. I didn't either. Because you really didn't know. I kind of didn't want mm-hmm. her to do either option. Right. Because I was like, right. It's it's a crazy. It's a crazy. Either one would be a crazy choice. It's so melancholy and just beautiful, and and quiet. It's a very quiet. Yeah, I was gonna film. say that. Yeah. It's quiet, but it's not because some quiet <laughs> films can be boring. Mm-hmm. But I think with this film, like it's mm-hmm. quiet, but it's so loud. Mm-hmm. Like every shot, like right. every emotion, expression, thought you can hear, you can see what they're thinking, and and like, yeah, and like it, it's because like I'm not a big sucker for quiet movies mm-hmm. all the time. I like some. Mm-hmm. I, have a, I have a you know, but especially in theaters because mm-hmm. I'm a sleepy boy. Oh, yeah. uh, known fact, sleepy boy. This table, two sleepy boys. Yes, but uh, <laughs> or the sleepiest. Um, but I was like engaged the entire time. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know, it was just, it's just so magnetic. It's so yeah. good. Um, see it on the biggest screen possible. Yes, because, like, as soon as possible. It is a love, like you said earlier. It's a love letter to New York. It is, and you don't really think that. Yeah. But then the shots, the carousel shot. It's just beautiful. Ugh. It's just so beautiful. God. Like every, every it, it paints such an intimate portrait, and. Uh, our dear friend Russell actually asked a really interesting question that had me thinking about it. He's like, how much of it is in Korea? How much of it is in New York? And I said, well, you know, mainly New York. Feels, yeah. Yeah. I, I said like 85, 15, something yeah. like that. But it's like he he followed up by saying, yeah, I'm always interested to see how like whenever you have two different studios working on the same project and how it mm-hmm. comes together. I was like, holy shit, I didn't even think about that. Mm-hmm. Like, they didn't just pack up their stuff and go over there necessarily. Like, you have to work through different, like, hurdles and things when you're shooting in Korea especially, um, which is a really, like, specifically corporate-run kind of state yeah. that, like, you know, there's a lot of contracts and obligations, things like that. It's interesting to think about how many, how that movie came together on both fronts, you know? What's funny because none of the actors that were in the America, like mm-hmm. the older part, were Korean. Like from Korea, really? uh, Greta Lee is from like I think she's from America, mm. and then the other lead Asian guy, I think is T T U Yo. I think it's T- his name. He's from Germany. No, he was born in Germany. Yu Tao. Yu Tao. Yeah. He was born in Germany. He's he's South Korean, but his parents. So like, that's interesting to like they pointed that. And you're telling me John. Magaro is not not Korean. Korean. He what? looks like he's from North Carolina. Yeah, where's he from? He's um, Charleston. I don't know where he's from, but he is a great actor, and he was great in this. Like he was really great. good. I think he was probably one of the like one of my favorites, one of the stronger parts. And I didn't expect that necessarily because I associated him with like The Big Short and Overlord, you know. And I didn't really picture First him. I haven't seen First Cow either, but I know he's in it. I think his quieter roles, it seems like he's done a lot of them lately. Carol, First Cow, Showing Up. Works oh, with, is it Showing Up? Yeah, he works with, uh, oh, we gotta see that. Kelly, with a Kelly a lot. Yeah. He's a Kelly um, regular. We love that. Yeah. I've, I kind of have only prior, even though it's not the majority of his roles are quieter and like more like dramatic, I've mostly seen him in like comedies, which mm-hmm. is weird, in mm-hmm. action movies. He's great. Yeah. He was, he was a, he kind of blew me away. Oh yeah, the scene at the mm-hmm. the bar scene with him and I think he's the most confident actor of the bunch. Like in the way that he, I felt his character's pain and struggle and silence so much. The thing about this is like mm-hmm. sometimes when you, a movie about three people and like a love, you're mm-hmm. supposed to hate one of them, right? But I feel for this one, you feel for all three because they're mm-hmm. all put through like very like 
personal and right. you can't really there's no one to blame yeah and and what i loved about it is how it it, it balances a line and this is how i'll articulate it is that in life you have these these major like life altering like emotional upsets where mm-hmm. you you have to make a, a decision and live with it and, and th- there's no closure and there's all this anxiety around it and it happens a lot in relationships yeah. and yet a year removed you don't even think about it or you might but it doesn't feel as big or as serious yeah in this they don't have as it, it's such a big and in in insane deal and there's so much riding on the decision of who to who to love who to be with whatever there's kind of this trio action going right and there's so much conversation about fate and things like this but ultimately it's not that serious do you know what i mean yeah like, no exactly it is and it isn't and it does a really good job of showing how big these smaller things are um it's it's really interesting um i also think that like Oh shit! What was I gonna say? Oh, that's that's heartbreaking. You think about it. Yeah, um, think about for it. me, like each person, the big three, they mm. each have their own standout moment, which oh, yeah. I made me like I like like mm-hmm. Oscars, please. Yes, because like Greta Lee, Nora, mm-hmm. the ending, the, her last five minutes oh, of the movie. Oh my god! It's funny because she, she's like built up to be the strong character. She gave me stuff. nothing but chills. Nothing I was like literally because I looked and loved me, and I just hear sobbing from Cambria. Oh yeah, because <laughs> like, that, that was my favorite part from her, mm. from uh, the character Hey Song, which is mm-hmm. that guy. I don't remember his name mm-hmm. again. Yo-tail. Yutail. Yeah. Um, for me, it was when he and Nora at the bar, and he was talking. Mm. For me, it was through a Skype call. He says, she says, and this is minor spoilers, so skip a little bit if you don't want to hear skip this part 20 seconds she says i don't think we should talk right now because you know we need to i i, I need to figure some stuff out mm-hmm. and he goes um it took me 12 years to find my friend i almost started sobbing it just the way he said that line just oh and his eyes you could just feel it they really did all bring so much to this to the role yeah mm-hmm. i think my favorite scene was when Arthur and Norwin bed, and they have the conversation in yes. bed. Bed yeah. talks are my favorite, and also my absolute worst. My yeah. I hate those because they're just like it's your most intimate moment with someone. Oh my god! Uh, that that conversation was good about. I have about, to say, I have to say the line. Go ahead. You go dream ahead. in a language I can't understand. Everyone got chills. The oh theater my went quiet. Yeah, pen could have dropped because it's like, oh, and that's something that I think a lot of people. I think a lot of people will probably mm-hmm. do like experience <laughs> that, especially interracial and like yeah. immigrants and coming here and like yeah, but like. Their, their talk about their relationship mm-hmm. and how for us it's romanticized, but then mm-hmm. when they tell it, we married, spo- spoiler, spoiler, mm-hmm. we married you for a green card. We married, yeah. And I was like, mm-hmm. but so that's, that's what I love you. But they have this great romantic part it's a in great, the retreat it's a with the chemistry. lights and yes. everything. But it's but, interesting because she even tells him like, Inya, and she's like, oh, it's just something I, I'm seducing someone with. Like his is constantly downplayed. Yeah. But there's so much love there. And that part in bed is so important because he's sitting there and he goes, um, "That's what we're talking cried. about." That that's yes. the only scene. I no, cried. me too. Me was too. That scene. I teared up. And uh, you have it. It's right there in the trailer too. When he says, "We talked earlier." This is what I was going to say earlier. Is that it, it takes a meta approach to this idea of like, oh, there's these three, and you have to hate one mm-hmm. in the love triangle to have the other. 
well, he's like, yeah, he's like, in this story, he's like, what a beautiful story. But in this story, I have to be the, you know, evil white American husband who's mm-hmm. like standing in the way of true love. Like the way that they acknowledge that kind of deflates the trope and allows it to breathe like fresh air. I yeah. love that narrative aspect. I want to watch it again. Tool. I want to watch I'm getting it again. chills talking about it. I'm going to buy it as soon no, as it me comes too. out. Me oh, too. Yeah. It'll be in my collection. Honestly, I'm not, I really have not stopped thinking about it for even... Like, I think about it once an hour every day for the past two days. I really wish we got it. It was and just amazing. I would watch it three times. I want to see it again. It's just, yeah. like, thank you for talking about it. Now nah, I just want to see it again. Yeah, me too. Because those scenes are just so... It's great. It's so good. Oh, yeah. Well, but, uh, yeah, that's, that? that's past lives. It's Everybody past go lives. see it. Yeah. It's a five-star film. Yeah. Some films can get overhyped, like, oh, five stars. Like, this yeah. is the best film of the year. But this really is one of those films. Like, it is my film of the year so far. And it's you, in the I think league. I'm a little pickier when it comes to five stars than mm-hmm. you are, mm. which we've talked about That's before. definitely true. Um, <laughs> I give it five stars. Yeah, so yours comes with a certain weight. That's yeah, true. That's true. Whereas me, like, I have three five stars this year so far, right? And that's I have three too. Past Lives, which is my number one right now. Yeah. Which said a lot because I'm such a big John Wick and Creed fan. We got both of those, and those were both fives for me. Four or five stars. I want to give Creed three. I go back and forth on whether it's, you know, either the best film of the year or kind of a middling film. It really depends. Um, what's funny is there's actually some similar editing in Creed three Stop. and Past Lives. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it is. It's done to a really yes, emotional, yes. brilliant effect. Like yeah. the way that they do the split frame with characters is just really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's all I'll say about past lives. That's all. That's all. I'll say. Yeah, go watch it. Go watch it. Yeah, buy it, support it, mm. give it all the love you can. True. True. <sighs> um, film news. You had questions for me. Yeah, I have some questions for you, Grayson. Ask me your questions. I dare you. So a couple things I want to discuss with you. Mm-hmm. Actually, I think it's just one. But have you seen any new trailers this week? I saw two. Uh yes. Um, what was the big trailer? Oh, Craven. I saw the Craven trailer. Yes. He fine as fuck. It's from the same studio as Morbius. This is me and it's Grayson. Gonna be this bad. is one of me and Grayson's many, many, many boys. But it's it's probably my main boy. Honestly, he, we, I love Aaron Taylor Johnson. Me too. Him and Bullet Train. Yeah. Him and Nocturnal Animals. Oh. oh. Well, oh. okay, but he was scary in that. But scary hot. He wasn't. I don't think he was hot in that. Scary hot. He played a pretty scary could character. Kill me. Yeah, he could and, and would, and I don't. Okay I didn't like him very much in that movie. He was uh, great actor in that movie. Yes. But. Great. Love, we love Aaron yeah. Taylor Johnson. He's fantastic. He's so fine. Will I watch Craven? Yes. He's finally leaving his, his damn groomer wife. You think so? Didn't they, aren't they divorced now? No, they're still married. Ah, oh, damn. Grayson thought he had a chance. Mm. Um, yeah, but I'll be, I'll be watching that movie. I'll be front center. I will watch it. I'll have a good time with it. Um, I'll give it three stars. It's going to be bad. Yeah, it's going to be, <laughs> it's going to be three stars at best. What if it's amazing? You never know. Doesn't look amazing. Christopher Abbott's also in the there. cast is really good. Oh, I love Christopher Abbott. Russell Crowe. Someone made oh, a really Russell interesting Crow, comment. Yeah. They said Russell Crowe would have been a great Craven in the Tobey Maguire era. Yeah. I was like, yeah, true. That's true. Yeah, back with he the plays his dad, I think. Yeah, he does. He, yeah, he plays the like mafia boss. I just I can't. He's such a comic booky villain to have like the blood of a lion mixed with yours, and then you become like super powerful and connected to animals. So goofy. That's not, is that really? That's not his powers in the comics, is it? Uh, in the comics, the poacher, I, I don't right? know if he even has powers that's in the comics. He I might mean, be wrong. He, I think later he gets a serum. It's oh, okay. just like a serum. Okay, you know. Um, um, but in this one, in the trailer, they show like the lion's blood drips into his 
chest wound and he's like oh now i'm a, a lion man but him flipping around on that car yeah. in the trailer ripping the door off i was like oh this could be sick i think uh arnold debose is also uh, in there i love her as uh, calypso she, she does she did her thing you know yeah <laughs> she did she Angela did, Bassett thing. did the thing woman <laughs> that was a that was very quotable for a yeah, long time it was um uh, i saw a challengers trailer Oh, another trailer that looks With really good. Luca. Luca. Luca How do you say his last name? Guadagnino. Guadagnino, I think. Guadagnino. I think so. I'm not Italian. What a, what a, what a boy. Where's Zach? Uh, Guadagnino translates to what a boy. Yeah. What Luca, what a boy. boy. What a boy. <laughs> <laughs> what a boy. Guadagnino. Yeah, close. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, um, it, it's written by, this is a crazy fact. It's yeah. written by the guy that did Potion Cellar. <laughs> Do you know Potion Seller? No. It's it's where he's in the uh, uh, camera photo booth on uh, like iPhone or whatever, and he's going Potion Seller, sell me your strongest potion, and then he zooms out. You, you have to see it. Have the, to see the, it. the audience will know what I'm talking about. It's like a classic meme. It's from the Vine era. Oh, that's like the movie. No, 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 no. That's, that's why like, it's funny. He's like he's like an internet <laughs> comedian, and he wrote like challengers. He's also a playwright and a novelist. Yeah. Okay. Justin Kirsten something like that. Kirsten. Yeah, I just made that up. I don't know. Mm. Eh. Well, challengers looks good. It looks complex. It looks a little, a little, a little, a little, 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 little queen. Um, Justin. Kurtowitz? Ah. No, that's a that's a that's a, a composer. Kuritz Kuritskis. Justin Kuritskis. Yeah. Playwright, novelist, sensuality party, queer is a movie. He 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 wrote on uh the next Guadagnino project, the next Luca project, mm-hmm. queer. Oh, I want to see Queer with Daniel Craig. Yeah, with Daniel Craig, he wrote that yeah. too. And Jason Schwartzman's in that. Let's go. Let's. I love Jason Schwartzman. Anyways, anyways, that's yeah. good trailer. Check those two mm-hmm. out. Two different yeah. spectrums. Zendaya looks really good in that. Any other film news? Um, so the Flash is a bomb. Oh my god! You uh, can't I had, understand. I had an article about how bad this movie looks. <clears throat> um, because I have, I didn't watch it because it was like we weren't gonna do an employee. Screening, I haven't watched it either. I've seen clips one. though. Have you seen clips from it? Yeah, I, I worked it. Have you seen him running? Yes. Ever? Yes. Like like even in the beginning. It like instead of every movie, every movie where there's super speed for as long as time has time immemorial, they've done like a blurred line of the color of their suit, and it looks it looks kind of cool, and it kind of leaves the rest to imagination. You might mm-hmm. you might slip in some frames there of their figure, but in this one, for some reason, they do the blurred line, but they also render a full version of the Flash inside of it, and it's just him running in place essentially, and they just move it. It looks so bad. It looks so bad. I can't wrap my head around why they would do that. And they CGI. I would so say much. I would say at least sixty percent of the movie is CGI'd. Full characters. Like there's a whole fight scene where instead of just having them interact, it's Michael Shannon and it's uh, Supergirl and yeah. it's who looked great by she the way. Great. So Michael Keaton, Michael Keaton also looked fantastic. Yeah, Michael Keaton looked Big great. Big Michael Keaton heads right here. Oh yeah, Big I Keaton. love. We were talking about Mr. Big Mom Keat. just yesterday. I love Mr. We were. Mom. Um, just a really atrocious looking movie. Yeah, just really bad. Um, my question for you mm-hmm. was: We know that you're not the biggest fan of superhero movies these days. 
Like, well, I mean, like, <laughs> no, no, I'm, you know what yeah, I mean? I'm just giving uh, shit. Yeah, definitely. Um, this is probably like, I think besides Shazam, probably the mm. worst box office for a superhero movie. Yeah. This year. Oh yeah. Uh, we had one million? 55. It was Dang, estimated. 55. It keeps going down. It was estimated for 60. It keeps going down. They 60 keep was the, was the, well, for the four day weekend, I think it was 61. 60. Yeah. For the weekend right. in general, 65. But I think the estimated was 70 million for opening yeah. weekend. Which was already That's really 20 bad. 20 million shy. And if two months ago, they said 150. Yeah. And I'm just, just, was, just, just for bad. record, mm-hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 opening weekend was, just domestic, was 118 million. There you go. Spider Man probably mm-hmm. did around the same. I think a little bit Guardians lower. Guardians did yeah. double. Spider Man did double. They um, all did, you know. But then, like, Shazam failed. So do you think, well, also, hold on, mm-hmm. let me just look up. Um, Across the Spider Warner Brothers just can't win. It's tough because they that movie has been in development for almost as long as I have been alive. No, so that's pre-production. It changed um, hands however many times. Spider Man Across the Spider Verse mm-hmm. grossed one hundred and twenty point five million opening weekend. Right, and that's for an animated feature, yeah, which, which are is probably always is. less popular than live yeah. action, which is heartbreaking. Yeah, um, but um, do you think that? What do you think? What was I going to ask this? It's, yeah. it's like superhero fatigue is right. a thing, right. clearly. But then you have like standouts like Guardians and Across the Spider-Verse. Mm-hmm. But also Ant-Man was a flop. Mm-hmm. Doctor Strange was a hit, box office-wise. Mm-hmm. Thor was kind of a flop. So do you think it's like the Sam flop, right? the Flash flop, Black Adam right. flop? Do you think that it's mm-hmm. the studio? Do you think that it's like mm-hmm. the properties, the characters? Do you think it's the audience is getting tired of it or they want like an actual, right. like Guardians was more of a emotional grounded film that really right. concluded things, you know? I think that's maybe a different story. We live in the era of franchises and sequels and whatever the fuck, right? So I, I to, to answer your question short, yes to all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the studio, I mean, people do not like DC movies. They underperform because they're bad, mm-hmm. and people know that. But even the diehard fans are burning out. There's superhero fatigue happening. Marvel is having a lot of burnout, too. Um, they're performing a lot less. They're having major drop-off. Like, they'll have their opening night, and then over the weekend, like, the, this next day or even next week, it'll have, like, 60%, 70% drop-off. Which That's is the normal for superhero lot. movies. Yeah. And um, but Guardians only did, had a forty five percent drop second weekend. Yeah, which is crazy. So then, why is Guardi- Guardians is an interesting case um, because it is part of the MCU, but Guardians is relatively untouched by the MCU. Why are people going to see it? Someone put it really well uh, for all of these things. They said uh, people are going to see like John Wick four because they like the last one, not yeah. because it's John Wick and it's the franchise and it's 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 in this broader like universe. It's more because, oh, I like the last one and the one before that. Guardians are the same. Guardians 2 and 1 were really solid, and neither of those have a lot of crossover with the rest of the MCU. You don't have too much like interference. Mm-hmm. So it feels almost like its own installment. Spider-Verse is the same. Yes, it, it exists within this broader canon, but because Spider-Verse 1 was so good, the second one gets so much traction because people remember that. Um, the anticipation of that and the follow-up of that. I think that's why yeah. they are kind of freed from the superhero fatigue mm-hmm. whereas like black adam shazam these ones they're like another like one tcu they have like mm-hmm. they're just throwing characters that have never i mean like yeah mm-hmm. like black panther mm-hmm. and like even gardens of the galaxy were like a risk because no one ever knew right. about them they weren't like the big characters but right. they ended up working out but like black adam and the flash i feel like the yeah. flash to a degree like there are other characters you could have done before the flash mm-hmm. <clears throat> and um it's interesting to see 
that happened because the Batman itself off. the Robert Pattinson one did great mm-hmm. in box office it that did. was a hit it did um, but the Batman's always been a hit which is why I'm confused as why this one with Michael Keaton wasn't as strong because no one wants to see the Flash I mean I cannot explain how like I can't undersell a how bad this looks but B Ezra Miller is a very grating actor mm-hmm. if you don't like them you don't like them yeah and this movie is is at least 80 percent, and i'm not exaggerating here ezra miller talking to ezra miller <laughs> it is it's, it's a hard watch i have diehard fans wearing flash shirts who look bored and who like look like they want to leave yeah like it's it's rough it's rough. i feel like this movie was intended to like rewrite the dcu but mm-hmm. i think that i saw the end of the movie because i worked it mm-hmm. leads nowhere like it doesn't really resolve mm-hmm. like it's kind of weird right um I don't know. I think that's what James Gunn had said was that it's a good place to start over. And I think what he means is because it opens up this idea of multiverses. And so they're going to cram, they're going to throw that one away. They're going to crumble it up and throw it in the trash. That, that was a different multiverse. And now we can talk about blue beetle and we can talk about all these other properties that are coming next. The new uh, Superman who the runnings for that are really interesting. Yeah. Um, David corn sweet. I think he's who I'm voting for too. He looks Uh, very handsome. Nicholas Holt. I love Nicholas Holt. I don't think he's Superman. He's not Superman. If they cast Nicholas Holt as Superman, I will be so confused by that. Yeah. I mean, I have to see him, but Mm -hmm. like, let's hope not. Yeah. I'd rather Paul Mescal. Paul Mescal. Yeah. I wouldn't see him as Superman, but he'd be good. Who, who is it that I just heard is in like final talks to play James Bond? Was that Aaron, Aaron Taylor Johnson? They almost. Oh, really? Yeah. There's. It's like very close to a decision if on that. He's James Bond. That's the rumor right now. He would be I a will. good James Bond. Yeah. He would. I think Bullet Train was a good design factor. For yes, me. I think that's why. Because um, for a long time they were talking about Henry Cavill, and I like Henry Cavill. I don't see him as Bond at all. Yeah, Bond at villain. All. Bond villain maybe, or Bond ally, or I mean, I've never seen a Bond. Bond movie, rival, so. something like that. You've you've never seen any of them? No. Because you kept saying you wanted to see the Daniel Craig ones, yeah. and I thought that you had at least no. seen like Skyfall or something. Mm-mm. Oh my gosh, Skyfall journey. is amazing. After Mission Impossible, is our giant spawn Deacons, journey. Roger Deacons on that. Deaky, Deaky Oof, boy. Skyfall's amazing. I'll watch that soon. Um, yeah. Any other film news? We've got, we got Asteroid City coming out. We've got a lot. Next episode is going to be very long, because we're going to have a lot to talk about. Yeah. I'm going to finally see Across the Spider-Verse. Finally, I might go see the new Transformers. Uh, oh, I saw just that. For oh, I saw that. Yeah, how I was forgot that? about that. I'm but hearing it, mixed things. Yeah, it's People good. Like, go it's better than the last movie. four that came out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's the Not same but a do. different vibe. If you, it's, it's like mm-hmm. the same kind of like humor, but it feels different. I had high hopes for this one. It's um, still good. It's a good, entertaining movie. Great cast. The ending though, uh, is it bad? Is it bad? No, it's just it's oh. batshit crazy. Really? Came out of nowhere. Really? Oh, I know what you're talking about. Okay, yeah. No spoilers. No spoilers. But I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. I still haven't seen it, but I heard what happens. Yeah. Ugh. That is crazy. That was, I was uh, in the movie, I was like kind of re-wrapping up, and I was like getting my popcorn the together. The multiverse. Yeah, and then we were, like, <laughs> we were like talking, and then they said that. I said, wait. Everything's a multiverse It took now. me by surprise. Yeah, if you have any conglomerate company that has any series of IPs. Yeah, the Barbie Brad's crossover. They're going to grab their IPs, their various IPs, and they're going to they're gonna bump them together like action figures. And, they're going to um, kiss. They're going to kiss or fight or, you know, something else. Oh, my God. Whoa. Oh, my God. Um, well, well, I think I mean that about a, does it for me. Should be yeah. This was yeah. an interesting episode. I want to yeah. see. I want to see how it like it uh, plays off when we hear back. Oh yeah, 
we have a lot to look forward to yeah. um, for the next episode. And for this one, I feel like it was just a good conversation to kind of get adjusted to the studio feel. Yeah. Let us know if you have any recommendations. We, oh, things yeah. we talk, if you want to give us like a movie or a director. Or if you like, want to come on the pod. Hop, hit us up. Come Our on email is unrealedpodcast23 at gmail.com. Yes, or you can also just message us on Instagram or text me because we're probably all friends. True. (laughs) Let us know. We have a list of people who we want on or people who Mm -hmm. said they want to be on. Mm -hmm. We'll get that list going. Yeah. Uh, I think we'll do one more more by ourselves here just to get, and then we'll probably get another guest on soon. I agree. Um, Uh, And I I have, I think we should do Aaron next just because A, he's familiar with the studio. B, he really wants to come on. And C, I think he'd probably be our most knowledgeable. I mean, he is the most like doing it filmmaker I know. Like he's doing it, you know? Yeah. Doing um, his thing. He's doing his thing. I can't wait to have Zach on here. Zach's one I'm as my too. most anticipated guest. Yeah. Because Zach one thing about if you if you know Zach, and I think mm-hmm. most of you guys do, mm-hmm. uh when you tell Zach about him. a topic that he loves, game over. He will talk game. about it with so much passion and charisma. Over. And I cannot wait to have that on this podcast because he's oh, yeah. amazing. Yeah, he'll bounce off us really well. My favorite people of all time. Him. Zach. Yeah. What is that? It's an isopod. It's a roly poly. Um Ooh, okay. the well, thanks for listening. Thank you so much. Sorry <laughs> the light came on. Yeah. Oh my god, we're in trouble for being here so long. No, no. Hamburg Road. We're almost done. Yeah, mm-hmm. but um, thanks for listening. I hope that the audio is much better, and I hope the quality of the podcast yeah. is better too, and I hope you guys really enjoyed it. Absolutely. And we have a lot to look forward to in the next episode. I'm really excited for it, and uh, I'm excited to see Asteroid City tonight. Yeah. Mission Impossible 3 coming up. Yep. Ooh, it's a big day. Getting back on the train. Back on the Mission Impossible you know train. I love trains.